In this week's episode, I'm joined by my co-host Shane Jai Krishna, and we'll be discussing why is it that we feel the pressure to have it all figured out. Is this something just experienced by us or a number of young adults? And how is it that we can address and deal with these pressures? Hello and welcome to the All Figured Out podcast with me, Sean Jai Krishna. This is a space where I discuss the pressures that some may feel to have it all figured out. When really, you don't need to have it all figured out. And really, it shouldn't matter as long as we're all taking steps to be better than the person we were yesterday. So join me as I share methods and practices, thoughts and ideas, even experiences of myself and of other people with the aim to encourage, inform, inspire, and if nothing else, then entertain the listeners of the All Figured Out podcast. Well, hello there, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. And yeah, thanks for joining me on this somewhat new and primitive but exciting journey. And I'm very grateful that you guys are here to explore the topics with me. So yeah, without further ado, Shane, welcome. Thanks, bro, for having me on. Um, I've always wanted to be on this podcast. <laughs> uh, pleasure, absolute pleasure. I should also say, um, I mentioned in the introductory episode that I was very excited to get Shane on because, you know, we look similar. For those of you that know us, you know, we're twins. So we look similar. But beyond that, we sound more or less... Very, very incredibly similar. Yeah. Um, so in case you're curious and in case you're wondering this is sean speaking at the moment not that it will <laughs> not that it will matter because in five minutes you'll have no idea who is speaking Literally. we're going to try and keep it so that if someone's asking the question it will most likely be me so you know that that's me and to be fair there's actually quite a good story just for that as well <laughs> yeah oh is it yeah like when we were in the car and uh and pops rang me oh yeah 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 oh well maybe we'll get into that in another episode and we'll tell you about some twin mismatches and how fun that's been um but yeah today i wanted to talk about you know kind of my motivations for this podcast and why i created it in the first place and i thought who better than to throw ideas around with than my twin brother and so something that i've been experiencing as of late is you know i just felt this pressure that i needed to have a five-year 10-year 20-year plan have it all mapped out you know where I'm going to live, the house I'm going to live in, the job I'm going to have, car I'm going to drive, the relationships I'm going to maintain, all of this sort of stuff. And I thought, you know what? I can't be the only one that feels this pressure. And I'm sure it's something that you can probably relate to. Oh, yeah. No, definitely hugely. And like like you said, like the, the need to feel to have like the five, 10 year, 20 year plan and whatever. Like, it, again, in this podcast, we're not saying that like, we shouldn't feel any kind of aspiration to do anything more. Yeah. But uh, like an unhealthy, like very negative self-talk of like, why do we feel like we need to like, like you said, like have the car, have the house already, like today. Like, yeah, at you the, know. At the tender age of 22. Yeah, yeah. Like careers have barely, barely like started and we're already like, all right, I need to have this in place, need to like, need to have that in place. And, and yeah, so I think it's a, it's a really good and important topic to talk about, especially for our age group. Well, thanks, bro. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's I suppose... your first and last compliment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll write that one down. I'll make a little soundbite. Sorry, of that. yeah, you got the recording, so yeah, exactly. Just that again. But yeah, I suppose the question is then: Why is it that? And I've got a few things that I've kind of made a note of, and I've got a few ideas. But if I just had to throw it out to you, why do we feel pressure? 
for some people, I think, well, when you threw that question to me initially, the very first thing that came to me was overexposure. Right. And was having like an inaccurate perception of what being at our age should look like. Okay. In fact, even just saying that sentence, the fact that like knowing to ourselves that we should be at point X, wherever we are at our age, I think is something that definitely contributes to us feeling the pressure of like, all right, here's where I need to be up here. Here's where I am. And then the gap there is just disappointment, frustration, insult, whatever negative emotion you want to put there. And you end up just trying to like beat yourself up to try and get yourself to that, that standard that you're setting up for yourself in your head. Um, but yeah, I think that mainly comes from overexposure, which leads to like that kind of skewed perception of, of where you're meant to be. Okay. So overexposure and I I guess naturally the, the next follow up from that is, you know, overexposure, you know, from what, what we're being overexposed to and where is that overexposure coming from? And I think an obvious answer would be, you know, social media platforms. And I know people love to rave on about how bad social media is. And I'm I'm not creating this as a space to just slate social media because social media is part of, you know, podcasting is part of that. Um, It's a great media to have and it connects the whole world essentially. Um, But yeah, you highlighted overexposure. And what is it that we're being overexposed to and what, what effect is that? having on us yeah yeah i, I just, described it there already in some detail but yeah yeah i just think like you know like and again i, I kind of like to play this game in my head of like what would it be like to live just before like electricity or just before the internet or yeah. do you know what i mean like just yeah, yeah, in yeah. simpler times how would i um, do this yeah not even not even how would i do this but what what would life be like day to day and how would that affect me mentally day to day like you know so today Today, obviously, everyone's digitally so connected. Every time someone has like a massive win or someone, don't get me wrong, we want to celebrate the wins, but people who don't even know about are winning, making millions. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Who, who, you know, and also because of transportation as well and infrastructure, etc. It means you can like meet loads of different people as well around the world or wherever, wherever you are, you can meet these successful people. But let's, if we dial it way back, like where we, we, you know, we turn the dial way down on how connected we could possibly be where your connections are then limited to like your family and your local area. Yeah. Let's say that's yeah, your yeah, exposure. Yeah. That's what it was though, wasn't yeah, it? I mean, yeah. You were literally limited to your, where you could geographically travel to. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of what success you saw. Yeah. Like you're, the most successful guy in the village was what you had to compare yourself to. It was the to. mayor, isn't it? Yeah. And obviously he inherited that. So you're not going to compare yourself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. You're not going to be like, oh, I need to be the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> I need to inherit that mayor <laughs> I need to marry into this family. <laughs> Yeah, that no, that's actually so true. So you're constantly being exposed to the things see, that you that, like. Analobak, um, she's in like Hillsong London, like network, and goes to the church and stuff. She talks about this idea of being uh, hyper, like your your brain's like hyperactive, hyper like in tune. I can't remember what she the word she used now, but basically to me it just said overexposed. Like we we there's too much information coming at us. Yeah, and that's and obviously information that comes in is what we use to like literally create shapes your worldview yeah yeah yeah. to literally shape that so also like when you think about it the things that stick in your mind the most are the like the anomalous ones like the the ones that are so contradictory to the norm 
that's what sticks in it. So when you see a 22-year-old millionaire or a nine-year-old that can play some insane slap bass on YouTube, yeah, yeah. or you see these abnormalities, you constantly think like, when you see so many of them, because that's what spreads. Well, that's, that's what, what I was going to say as well. The algorithms pick up those those ones. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the millionaires, the influencers. And you said that we're going to like, talk about that later on. But like, yeah, the algorithms within social media as well, that are the things that we get our exposure from are picking up those things. Yeah. And I also think, particularly at this age, at this age, um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, particularly at this age, for those of you that don't know, that was a pop culture reference to, uh, I think it's, who is it? Dave. Is it Dave? Yeah, yeah. The gram artist. Anyway, apologies. Moving on. Um, You know, being 22, you begin to talk to a lot of friends, people your age that are like experiencing something similar of this pressure. And I had to ask, you know, is this just part and parcel of being 22 Mm, like being an adult and why is it that we can't deal with being an adult now as people did before i guess the challenges are different isn't it like like and when you say people did before what do you mean i mean like so you know the classic oh you know when i was your age how your parents when they were our age being a 22 year old was quote unquote simple easy straightforward um whereas now it's almost like we don't want to assume any sort of adult responsibilities yet our age is of an adult yeah yeah or like yeah at least feeling like we have to like have fully sorted how to be an adult by the time we get to this age how how to adult yeah i feel like you know i feel like it was the same thing you know what i mean like i feel like what we don't get told or what we don't see is the struggle like that they would have had when they were becoming an adult and other people have like some, so you might see like a, I don't know, like a millionaire influencer who's got finance down to a T, knows how to start a business, blah, blah, blah. But you, like, you know, that's, that's, that's quite a small percentage of his life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you don't see the struggles in the rest of his, but you don't see that. So you think, all oh, right, like as a 22 year old, I need to have finance down to a T. Yeah. I need to be able to know how, if you want to start a business, I need to know how to like, you know, scale that up to a million in one year or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, or if it's, I don't know, if it is like traveling or relationships or whatever it is, you're seeing everyone's like, and we say, we hear it all the time, like the highlight reel in that specific area and thinking like, crap, I'm an adult now. I've arrived. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, this yeah. is meant to be destination. Jay sweet arrive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it's not that, and you know, even our parents say when I was your age, I did X, Y, and Z. It's like, yeah, but they all, I'm sure if you ask your parents, honestly, they would also tell you the, the plethora of struggles that's a great know. word thank Such you a great word. i had to dig deep for that one yeah if you're listening and you don't know what that means definitely google that and write yeah, that down yeah. um but yeah uh, i mean so in terms of dealing with some of the pressure then um is it fair to say to an adult you know this is just how it is <laughs> it is how it is <laughs> and you know just saying this is part and parcel of adulthood and you need to start assuming some responsibility is it okay to do that is that the right way to do it yeah, that's, that's interesting, you know, because like you said, like, yeah, we get this impression that people just pulled the laces up and just got on with it. And I guess to some extent, like, at the end of the day, you have to kind of play the cards that you're dealt. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you have to, you have to try and make the best of whatever situation you're in. So you have to do something, mm. um, but you don't have to do everything. Do you know I, what think, I, mean? I think also it's been something that I've noticed with social media in particular, um, like on Instagram with memes and stuff. 
is that it's there's almost this idea not being pushed but it's very popular when someone says how they're an adult and don't know how to be an adult and like don't know what they're doing yeah, yeah. and then that becomes really popular because people other people then find security in them not knowing what they're doing so it's okay for me to not know what i'm doing and it's just whole kind of rabbit like hole of yeah we don't need to take responsibility because no one's taking responsibility it's a tricky one though because i feel like the guys who are saying that are also the guys who told you like in school nah i didn't even revise for this test oh you reckon yeah yeah, yeah. i one reckon it's one of those trust me <laughs> <laughs> like because the ones that are running those pages probably have they've got all the income like streams that they need to, yeah. to be able to say oh <laughs> i don't have this do you know what i mean yeah, yeah like, they yeah. can afford to do that yeah it's the same guys man it's the same guys <laughs> don't don't believe the hype <laughs> believe the hype you heard it here first Isn't that, don't buy into the fact that everyone that is popular to do, like divorce yourself from adult responsibility do you know what I mean it, rather just accept that you're going to make mistakes but just keep going interesting interesting I, I want to kind of get a little bit back into the social media stuff and how is it that we deal with that and I, I looked at some stats and there was a survey done and it was uh, it was only 1500 um, you know, young people, so from 14 to 24. So, I mean, 1500 is, you know, there's all the criticisms that come with studies and, you know, I encourage everyone to apply those criticisms with any study. You know, it's a small sample size. Where were these people sampled from? So on and so forth. Um, but I would say that these results are fairly representative of um, a lot of people uh, when it comes to social media. Um, so, yeah, it was a, a survey of about 1,500 people and it was voted that Instagram was by far the worst when it came to evoking feelings of anxiety, um, body self-consciousness and body shaming, um, bullying and FOMO. So, you know, fear of missing out um, and how, you know, that's not a new phenomenon. Mm. The fact, you know, we've been aware of how social media can negatively impact mental health for a while now but it's just interesting how it's still like we still know that and yet it's still a problem yeah and how instagram in particular it's interesting just, as well just look at your screen time you know, <laughs> yeah you know how much of a problem it is yeah 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 we, yeah 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 we won't get into that um <laughs> But it's interesting how it's not all social media. And I was saying before, social media does get a bad rap because, you know, everyone just wants to hop on the bandwagon. Of, social media is bad, but then we'll spend two hours a day on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's true. And like, so it's very interesting, actually, that YouTube was seen as a positive influence and seen as a force for good. Mm. And I was trying to think on why the reasons were that Instagram was bad or, you know, quote unquote bad and YouTube was good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, wh why do you think that is? Yeah, it's interesting, you know, because as soon as you put, for me, I'll, like initially, even though probably it is, initially I wouldn't have even put um, put YouTube in the same, I wouldn't have even put YouTube as a social media. Really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, because like when I think about social media, to me it's like, you're literally trying to evaluate your social standing amongst your peers with social media. Whereas in YouTube... That's kind of deep. What do you mean by that? Well, as in like, it's a platform where it's you... And there's only people that you know, you know, in mean? your friends, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. people who are like directly who you've met. Do you know what I, mean? Yeah. I mean, some people have people who like, obviously you've never even met, but yeah, I mean, yeah. some people so, that are probably walk the journey with you at some point, like they, they should be at a similar or same level of life. Yeah. Yeah. You. Like, you know, either the same year or like one connect, like, you know, your cousins, your family, 
people in church, people in school, people in rugby teams, people you meet out. Yeah, you know, you've met all of these people. So in some way or another, like they're gonna be they're gonna be kind of in a similar place. Let's yeah, say yeah. even if they're not the same age, even if they're the same like you're limited by the fact that they all know you. you know yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. So then you're in direct competition with them. So so but yeah, but so now this is but this is the problem. Like you you kinda like it's a platform where it's set up against people who you really heavily perceive as your peers. Yeah. It's yeah. like this is your As people you should be on a level playing field with. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and to some extent, like that's that's it's kind of true. And then but also the social media, it throws in the mix, like we said, like the influencers and, and people who just aren't in the same level playing field. But you're in this mode of like I'm trying to evaluate where I sit in this kind of yeah. hierarchical thing. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. YouTube, I like you go on it. I don't feel any pressure to kind of be any <laughs> better or yeah, any, yeah, yeah. any any worse. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just, it's not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to figure out where I am in the YouTube sphere. Like, yeah, sphere. I'm just going on. I'm like, oh look, like you know, um, you know the random videos, that that you yeah, or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you like, or even still, like you watch a, a bodybuilder teach you how to do x y and z and you're yeah. like well i'm obviously here to glean some kind of knowledge from this guy yeah i think also because youtube like there's a lot of like tutorials and how to's have moved to youtube so mm. it can be quite a positive influence because a lot of people go there for what can be only classed as online education really and and i know they're not qualified or necessarily vetted but people are still learning stuff mm-hmm. uh, and also like how <laughs> on instagram you, you'll like be scrolling and you didn't necessarily choose to like see your friend like on a yacht with like millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. Like you, well, you still well, follow your them. friend, but yeah, someone that you're following. Yeah. 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 You, like you're just scrolling. You didn't necessarily choose to see that. But if you're on YouTube, like it's selective. It's completely up to you yeah. what you watch and what you decide to, you know, to consume at that given point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's the like suggestion algorithms on the side, but even then they're only based off what you're currently watching. Yeah. And so. ultimately it's more for entertainment than for anything else, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. Instagram, I mean, as much as we can call it entertainment, I don't really feel entertained when I'm on Instagram, unless it's like a good few memes and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. when you're just scrolling through like what your friends are doing, it's all, it's nice to see what they're doing. I feel but... like you feel the monetization a bit more. Yeah. On, Instagram. Do you know oh, on YouTube, you kind of like, like yeah you watch it and you you know you, you get you still get ads and stuff like and that the clickbait like, titles yeah, and, yeah yeah you still get all of that but like at the end of the day you also like like you said it's a lot more you choose what you actually watch what you go in for so in terms of and even again so another interesting one actually in terms of social media is linkedin right because oh. when you say social media you don't really think about linkedin yeah <laughs> the more because... i scroll on linkedin the more i'm realizing just how like it's, it just doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. It's horrendous, isn't it? It's oh. the it's the Instagram in a suit. It's literally like the Instagram that turns up to the office. Like it's uh, and uh, uh, doing a job that I've been doing recently, and you know I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. I've realised it is no better than any other social media platform. In that, I mean, you must know this now. No, as well. literally, I realised that if you want to present a certain image of yourself, even if it is in a suit and looks all professional. It's just as easy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, it doesn't take any more effort than setting up like a, like a edgy, cool Instagram or whatever you want to call it, like an influencer Instagram. So like you can look as successful as you want to look on LinkedIn, and like it's again, it's just the whole the same thing of just dressing something up to be whatever it is that you want it to to look like, and have other people just look at you and be like, wow, they're doing this amount of they work with these clients. Again, this much when they started their own businesses. Oh my goodness! 
and I've realized it's literally exactly, all of it's exactly the same. And it all ultimately is kind of feeding your, I don't know, your ego a little bit. Not to be too cynical with these platforms because they, you can do some amazing stuff through LinkedIn and through no, it's Instagram. true, yeah, yeah. You're connecting no, with some very cool things. And, but it is ultimately, fundamentally, <laughs> all the same. Um, but yeah, how, okay. So I guess getting a bit practical here, how can we deal with that? How is it that we can alleviate some of the pressure practically with a few of the things that we've talked about? Yeah. Yeah. So practically, because there's like practically and then there's like kind of like mentally, philosophically. All right. So let's go philosophically oh, yeah, into practical. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let, we'll go philosophical into practical <laughs> then. So how do we take the pressure off? I think it's just like kind of, I know this sounds deep, but like genuinely just kind of trust in the process. If you know what I mean? Like trust in like what you're doing because I think for me especially like I love I love systems I love like putting things in place organization I love, like, yeah I love like doing admin whatever that means like I love <laughs> what are you doing I'm admin admin man I'm Go gonna away. I'm gonna be a CEO one day it's <laughs> what they do bro yeah yeah no but so I'm, I'm very much like a systems kind of guy and I love like doing the daily like like if I've got something to do on a daily basis like I, I just flipping I can live for that do you know what I mean yeah yeah um because low-key, really, what's happening in my head is I'm going, oh, if I do this today, tomorrow, I'll be X, Y, and Z. I'll be as successful as whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Which is, I don't think on a conscious level, but on a subconscious level, something's going on in there. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Um, the only problem with that, though, is that when I don't do something... Oh, mate. Worst day Everything, I'm like, that's it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Future's gone. Um, which is completely, like, not... Like not okay. It's not, you know I mean, yeah. it's not true. It's, it's not, not rational. It's not rational. Nothing. So, like I said, like trusting the process. Like, like yeah, and and, and kind of just doing things because you actually like enjoy them as well, not because you feel obligated to do them. Mm. So, like when I took up journaling, for example, um, I knew that when I did when I was journaling, it was definitely beneficial to me in terms of laying my thoughts out on paper. Mm. Um, but I, when I picked it up from the get-go, I told myself this isn't going to be another one of those things where I feel like I have to do it. Every yeah, day. okay. So you kind of take like a, a quite a graceful kind of approach to it. It's not like a hard approach where it's like if, if I do this and I'm not on track for life or in anything that I want to do. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think yeah. Because I think, yeah, otherwise, like, it's 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 just being counterproductive to what you actually want it to, to do. What You know, if you want, again, success can be in any number of different things, but if the thing that you're putting in place to make you successful makes you feel less successful, successful <laughs> then there's no point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think it's just trying to monitor those and just, yeah, like, enjoying what you do. I know that sounds super, super simplistic, but, yeah. like, trusting the process as well, like, Whatever you're doing, just because you miss one day, it's okay. Yeah. Um. Just get back on the horse the next day and just just keep going. You yeah. Know what I mean, and I think as well, like if part of my motivation for this podcast as well, and you kind of touched on it there with the whole implementing practices to develop yourself. How like if you don't have it all figured out and you genuinely don't know what it is you want to do in future, you have absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain in just making yourself better yeah, and being yeah. your best asset that's great and then yeah, opportunities yeah. will genuinely find you if you're that good yeah no 100% because these a lot of the stuff that you can learn that's out there you know with self-help books and you know I'll probably talk about a few of them in some podcast episodes as well but the more that you can do that like and really equip yourself with those transferable skills you're going to be a weapon and people are going to want you no 100%. and then instead of you figuring it out and asking people 
you know, if you can do something for them, people will be asking to do stuff for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Right, so we've covered then some of the philosophical aspects of, you know, feeling this pressure and why we should alleviate it. But let's get down into the practical stuff now and, you know, how do we actually alleviate some of this pressure? Do we just learn to absorb and accept some of this pressure? Um, is there some pressures that we can genuinely relinquish and, you know, get rid of? And how do we end up doing that? Uh, yeah, yeah, like we said before, like, I guess it's a mix with both. I guess practically, like, when we're talking about the social media things and and stuff like that, like, my initial point being, like, overexposure, like, the simple remedy to that, I guess, would just be to limit, like, your exposure. I don't mean that in terms of limit, like, your ability to learn, limit your, like, your aspirations, limit your ambition, but, like, definitely limit, and, again, we're going to, like, you, you wanted to talk about this in a different episode, but limit like where it is that you're getting your standard for where you need to be um otherwise you know like i said like you're just gonna be living in discontentment a lot of the time and also just again maybe one for me but maybe other people might um empathize with it as well is just um remembering to celebrate the wins like mm. i think even the small wins as well isn't it exactly even more so the small wins if anything because i think you know like the losses kind of stick with us and the wins kind of tend to fizzle out yeah fizzle out but that's why we need to make more of a point of of celebrating them and remembering them and and yeah and that will probably be something that helps us like, so what, what are some of those small wins then that we can be celebrating yeah like if i do something like fitness orientated like even when i was on holiday i tried to do like like long walks and like not hiking as such but like quite tough like walks like yeah, a yeah. few fair few kilometers and stuff you were that guy on holiday running on the beach I wasn't quite is. running because it was hot. <laughs> it was, to be fair, I did the first day, but then I knacked my knee. But yeah, no, like like just things like that. So like small, like there's not nothing, nothing huge, but you know, going for a walk, um, or doing some kind of fitness activity, doing like a like a one hour workout or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's fitness oriented. Getting up, doing my kind of morning routine, that's a massive win for me because yeah. I struggle in the mornings. I think like, getting up at a reasonable, and I say reasonable because you know reasonability is it's completely subjective. subjective yeah so like but for me that yeah. for me that <laughs> twinning that would be like if i get up you know 7 30 latest for me that's a major win that's, like that's consistently getting up between seven and half seven like, that's a win um in my book anyway particularly as a student where you, you know sleep, like yeah, sleeping yeah. in lying in missing your 9 a.m lectures like that's standard procedure and it's probably even encouraged to be honest um, so yeah, that's that's like a little win for me as well. And I like what you said about limiting overexposure as well, um, because there are tools there available to us. And we talked very, very briefly about our screen time, how it's given us the stats of how much time we're spending on these platforms. And I think, yeah, that is something that I've actually, I've actually taken advantage of. I have Instagram tell me when I spend 40 minutes on it. Um, and my average at the moment, I'm not trying to brag, but I am a little bit, is about 15 minutes a day. That's sick. Yeah. What's yours? Mine, at the moment, is probably something diabolical. I really? Actually checked, if you yeah. had to guess. If I had to guess, it's probably like um, at least hour and a half, maybe. Potentially. Nah, I'd say hour, hour and a half. Decent, bro. Just know that your self-worth doesn't come from Instagram. Thanks, bro. You're I welcome. That, that's, thank you. You're welcome. Um, But yeah, no, I think that's definitely that's definitely one, one way of doing it. I think as well, like, just tying it in like practically not letting it be the last thing that you look at before bed like what instagram 
social media, like your phone, like quality of sleep goes way up. And then you also, you also don't wake up feeling a bit like meh. Yeah, mm. I mean, and also not letting it be the first thing you look at when you wake up. As yeah, well. no, that's very true. Have that's to start your true. day wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, exactly. I think, I think, because I think those periods of the day are when you're like your mood is like the most susceptible. If you know what mm. I mean, you're kind of waking yeah. up or going to sleep even, and that's what you're. That's what's going to be like the last thing that ruminating on those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like whatever feeling you go to sleep on, usually, yeah, that feeling usually doesn't just clear itself up. Yeah, you know no, I mean? it's not like flicking a switch. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think practically those those as well would really help. Sweet. So yeah, I think that's probably a good place to wrap this up. Again, guys, I'm so appreciative and so grateful for you guys tuning in and for actually listening. Um, I hope that you've gained something from this through the lens of you know myself and Shane. Shane, thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, no problem, bro. Thanks for having me. Hope no. I contributed something. <laughs> Always a pleasure, or never a chore from you, bro. Um, and hopefully, <laughs> and hopefully, get you on again sometime soon in the future. But yeah, guys, if you enjoyed this, then you know, number one, you can let me know. Again, that just really helps to feed my ego. And, <laughs> oh, I'm joking. You yeah. share this on your social media platforms. <laughs> I'll give you would really give me the affirmation I need. <laughs> I'll give you an affiliate link, and you can get the discount codes going. Um, yeah, no, I'm joking. I just, I appreciate feedback. If you enjoyed something, you thought it was good, then let me know and I'll be like, you know what, if someone actually enjoyed that bit, maybe I'll do a bit more on that. If you thought it was bad, tell me. Uh, tell me why it was bad and how I can improve. Um, I'm all about seeking feedback. Um, but yeah, apart from that, thank you very much for tuning in and we'll see you again soon.